This is Katie and Kate Carbondale. You're listening to GeekSpeak. I'm your host, Matt McBrayer from Roaring Fork Help Desk in studio with Louie the Computer Guy. How's it going, Matt? Going good. How about yourself? Good, thanks. All right. Beautiful May May Day. Uh-huh. Yeah. With the bugs and all. With the bugs and all, yep. <laughs> got Just got to switch from the uh, the winter... The winter washer fluid to the summer washer fluid, huh? I've got a really good nerdy tip for you about that. All right. Let me get down off my hot horse here just a minute. All right. I thought this stool would be kind of like good to have a nice vantage point, but it's like really high. Yep. As always, you're listening to Geek Speak on KDNK. Call in with your questions, 963-2976-970-963-2976. So, the trick. Nature's miracle. It is it is the solvent for bugs. Really? Yes. Interesting. It is. Now the the only thing, the only bad thing about it is that they've changed the scent of it. You know, I mean, the the, the old scent, the the legacy scent of Nature's <laughs> Miracle was not great, but what they've gone to is like really, really not great. And so you you want to wear, I recommend wearing latex gloves when you do your windshield with, with Nature's <laughs> Miracle. Otherwise, you're going to be smelling that. It's It smells like that uh, cheap um, body spray, you know, that the hmm. the 18-somethings <laughs> spray on themselves. And uh, huh. yeah, so. That's right. So, as long as it doesn't smell like baby powder, we're good. Okay. Well, but fair warning. You okay. Know, for those of you warning. that are sensitive to cheap body, body you know, Axe body <laughs> spray smells. Uh, wear the gloves, know. you know, and uh, but it'll it takes it right off. Huh, I wonder what the active ingredient is. You know, it's it's enzymes, man. What can I say? That, that at least that's what it says in the on the uh-huh. ingredients. You know, I'll have to look so, at the MSDS enzymes. and see what it, So I'll, I'll be curious. I'll have to yeah. look at the MSDS for that and see what's yeah. in there. No, it it rocks though, man. It's like good tip. I'll try. Yeah, it. you know, I think our tuners can our listeners can just tune out right now because they've learned. Everything that you could possibly, I mean, everything that's important on yes. the 1st of May, you know. Is, is preparing for the, May, the, the inevitable Mayflies. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, you know, back in the day, I, I was uh, driving school bus for my kids' school, and I remember right around that period of time, there were a couple of days where I, like, literally had to stop and pull over because I, I just couldn't see out the window anymore. It was just <laughs> disgusting. But um, anyway, so... Um, yeah, if uh, call us with your tech questions. Uh, you're listening to GeekSpeak, 970-963-2976. Matt and I are here. We are tan, rested, and ready. Uh, we haven't been on the air for two weeks, and uh, we're just hey, exploding hey. with answers. You're on point. with the geeks. Hey, geeks, it's Donna. How are you? Oh, sweet. Donna's on the phone. So- <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been, a, it's been a, a too long since I've called in, but... Um, I had some time today, and I wanted to chat. How are things going? Everything good? Yes, everything Absolutely. is good. Yeah. So. Well, good. I have a question for you guys. Okay. I am going to be going to you know Europe, and um, I'm going to be part maybe I don't know five or seven days traveling, and then the rest of it will be like on a cruise. But I was thinking about getting a. a um, I was wondering about my phone, how to connect, and. Somebody had mentioned it get to get an eSIM card. It's not a card, though, right? It, I think eSIMs are like electronic instead of like an app. Um, do you know? So, do you know anything about it, Matt? 
I don't know. My sister travels abroad a lot more than I do. So um, I think she's just on Google Fi because they have an excellent uh, kind of international plan kind of built into their their system. Uh, What? my my initial research uh shows that there are certain phones that are eSIM um compatible. Um it looks like I, I'm I'd be really surprised if Apple would let I mean are you on an iPhone? Yeah, but my yeah. sister's on an iPhone and she's the one who's using it. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess I need to but She has a newer one. I have I have her old iPhone eight. She has like a thirteen. Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't know if if you'd heard anything of good or bad about these things. So Google Fi, though, can I don't think can I use that on my iPhone? Is that a is that a, like a? It's uh, it's based on uh, Verizon in the United States. I'm just, I can't remember the carrier over in Europe. Okay, I'll look into that. Um, so it looks like you'll need a uh, iPhone uh, XS or SX Max or RX or later. So you'll need a iPhone 10 or newer. Oh, uh, to make okay. use of eSIM, it looks like. Okay. Yeah, bummer. And I don't want to get a new phone. I was waiting on the um, the new iPhones with the USB charging. That's not coming out for a while. Yeah, sometime this fall, as far yeah. as I can tell. So, are you uh, is is like the what the pricing for the roaming plan? If you were to do international roaming, is it prohibitive? Is, well, the problem is I have this service called Visible, mm-hmm. and they don't have a an international plan. Oh, got it. Yeah. So then I thought, well, I guess I can get a SIM card, physical SIM card, when I get over there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I said, somebody said, oh, you should just use an eSIM. Got it. So but, I thought I'd look into that and see yeah. if you guys knew anything about it. You know, another angle, I, I, I mean, I'm guessing that you've shopped really extensively to find this company and it's by far the best deal but i mean they're using one of the two different infrastructures right I well mean, there's is there two they're using three. verizon they're, they're using verizon yeah okay that's, yeah. The, that's the same one my wife landed on okay so Got she's on, on visible as well yeah oh she is okay. yes yeah so uh you know i i just toss it out there um i've i've been getting some pretty good deals not and i'm not here as a representative and i'm not here to advertise them but uh, xfinity um has got some <laughs> Pretty smoking deals I, right now. I was gonna say know, I was so. yeah. I was, Glenwood had some new deals, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, I I was kind of just just looking for fun to see what it would look mm-hmm. like if I got Xfinity as a backup internet connection for the house and mm-hmm. uh, and then bun- and, bundle and the phone bundle the phones in and, and I yeah. it, uh, basically I'd get what I for less than I'm paying now I would get the that and a backup internet connection. From then from mm. from Verizon because yeah. I haven't I haven't jumped ship yet yeah. I just I'm I'm weighing my options. I think if you're bundled, it's eighteen a month for the Xfinity cell phone. Oh really? <laughs> I wonder if there's a yeah yeah. So anyway, just yeah, just, just toss check that their out inter- there. I mean, if you have Xfinity at home, that might make sense to just get an Xfinity phone for for that. Now, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, there you go. I'll That's a great that. idea, Matt. Yeah, just get a get a. Or, yeah, I suppose you could just well a burner might get expensive, I guess. Yeah, but just it may it may be a viable option if you're already on Xfinity for internet and TV. It, adding Xfinity Mobile might make sense in this use case. Mm-hmm. Right. But you'll yeah. Have to... Yeah, and I'll no... be going back over to Europe again in August, so mm-hmm. I'll use it again. Anyway, okay. Well, cool. Um, well, I'm, great, guys. I'm jealous. 
Yeah. It sounds like, what kind of a cruise are you going to do? Greek, well, like the Greek island cruise. Oh. And, um, you know, I told you how my sister's over in Portugal, so I'm going to, mm-hmm. we're going to all meet over there. Oh, cool. Nice. So I'll get to see them, yeah. It's not you one know. of those Viking river cruises, is it? No. <laughs> that always kind of called like, out to me. I mean, that, that looks like the kind, if I was going to cruise, that would be, that's how I would cruise, you know. I'll have to look that's into like, that. No, this is a Norwegian. Somebody else picked it, so it'll uh-huh. be fun. Yeah. But, um, you know, the whole, it's just, the whole thing is, you know, it's expensive and Getting on the internet, I, I don't know. I, I I'm sure it'll be fine. My, yeah. When I tra- traveled to Europe before, my I had a company phone, and we were able to get international plans. And I don't have that right now. So, mm-hmm. got it. But anyway, well, you okay, know, once you get on the cruise ship, you'll you'll be fine. I'm sure they'll have like wa- you know Wi-Fi coming out the wazoo on there. Yeah. So yeah, 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 exactly. And um, so that'll be fine once. But you know, getting around, you know, with I just want to make sure I have maps and a way to get a hold of my sisters and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Sounds good. Okay. Cool. Well, well, hey, thanks for calling, Donna. Good to hear you. guys. Yep. Okay, bye. Take bye. care. You're listening to Geek Speak on KDNK, 970-963-2976. That was our foreign correspondent, Donna Dalton, yeah, checking in. It's been a month yeah. and a half or two, I think. So it looks like uh, Xfinity has a global pass for $10 a day in 170 countries and $5 a day for uh, Mexico and Canada. Which includes 500 megabytes of LTE. Mm. So, wow. you know, that's something I didn't think about when I. Well, I not that I had a choice because I moved to a place. I was on AT and T for like decades, and when I moved into my new house right before COVID, um, there's like zero AT and T signal at my at my new house, and so I didn't have any choice but to switch over to somebody that was on a Verizon network, and. Um, so, but one of the things I didn't think about that I've always taken for granted is that uh, at least AT&T used to have um, basically traveling in Mexico and Canada, uh, it's ubiquitous. The, it just, it's the cell system, it's, yeah, there's no, there's no difference, um, you know. In, right, in, your in, phone changes channels to, to, yep. to the channel. The little icon in the upper right-hand corner changes, you know, it's like says Telcel or, you know, something weird like that, uh-huh. but it still just works and you don't get any extra kind of a, you know, a, a big bill at the end of the month or anything from mm-hmm. it. so that was always kind of nice to be able to just talk and text just like you were you know things are different enough when when you cross that line <laughs> <laughs> right but to have your phone be different too that's a real pain in the butt so yeah well hey we were um i was going to toss out the idea that we talk about cookies a little bit um i mean cookies are right in our face uh any website you go to anymore has a little pester screen at the bottom right because it says per gdpr guidelines we Mm. need to ask you how to deal with cookies on this site what does gdpr stand for is that you're gonna uh, look up so it's a european oh i thought you had that memorized i'm sorry oh no that's glba no i'm kidding (laughs) Uh, Uh, let me look it up real quick it's some sort of a regulation passed by the european union exactly and it basically Makes them tell people. Oh, uh, general data protection regulation. Okay. It just so. basically means that we have to ask your permission before we go dropping things, unknown things, onto your device, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, so basically it's a regulation, and this is from Wikipedia, if you want to read more onto it. It is a regulation in EU law on data protection and privacy in the European Union and the European economic area, the GDPR is an important component in EU privacy law 
and is and of human rights law is blah blah blah. Yeah, it gets technical really fast. But basically, it was passed in 2016, and basically, it says if we're gonna if you're gonna, you know, you have to ask before you can put stuff in the cookie jar on the computer. Got a cookie jar. I like that. That's good. <laughs> Folder. We'll call it a jar yeah. from now on, though, right? So you know, I guess the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because cookies. Cookies have gained a really bad reputation, um, and I, I, I they cookies don't deserve a summary bad reputation because the overwhelming majority of cookies are really not evil. Not only that, but and, and I'm I'm just opining at this moment. Um, not only that, but. Um, uh, what was I going to say? They well, they well, they hold things like session codes mm-hmm. or session tokens is what we call it in the which basically means that like so if you when you log into an account on your credit card company or whatever right it keeps or a, Gmail or whomever yeah, keeps a session code yeah so one of the cookies is a session token and so basically when you go back to you know your bank or whoever or gmail or whomever you're using and it's and you don't have to type in your username and password basically the website is saying hey i have a session code do you have the session code and mm-hmm. you, then your computer sends that token back to the yeah and it goes oh yeah yep that matches my records mm-hmm. uh we're going to i'll send you the you know the email yeah. uh, inbox and in this case the session code has a shelf life you know it's right and, it, and that could be that's completely determined yeah. by so like the bank might be you know 15 20 minutes yeah. um you know um for my email account uh, i think it's 180 days yeah so exactly that that's why you can open up a browser and go to gmail and if you have if you have opted to save the password on Gmail, well, not even that. Um, yeah, not even then. Okay. Not even, well, because th- that would be if it gives you a login screen and uh-huh. you say save, and it'll then it'll put in your username, it'll put in your password, then you log in and get a session token. Okay, so but I'm just saying, there's that. a lot of times I open up Chrome and I click on the Gmail link and it just opens, yep. you know, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's just going. Boom. Oh, you got you got the session token. Uh, that matches my session token. Here we go. Uh-huh. So it's probably one of those 180 day session tokens, like you're talking about, right? Okay, but got you, it. yeah, but it, it and I don't know if Chrome does that to the point where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're trying to go into Gmail. Oh, there's no token here. Let me just send to the username and password, and it just kind of does that behind the scenes for you. Oh, does it do it. that? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But it, one or the other. But yeah. I've noticed that um, the. So when you log into Gmail, so you say you're logged into Gmail on your computer and then you log into Gmail on your phone, um, does that expire the session? No, because um, you can have, that mul- in, that, in that case, you can have multiple sessions. Okay. Got so, it. and you can, I think you can go in, if you go into, um, they move it around a little bit, but if you go into my account on Google and then go to, I think it's under security and something else. You actually would go to uh, the URL is accounts.google.com, I right. think. And that'll take you straight to that. And screen. then on the left-hand yeah. side, you can go over to security and something mm-hmm. else. Security and sign-in, I think. Yeah. Um, and in there, I think it's one of the sub-menus. It'll give you a list of all the devices that have valid session tokens. Oh, okay. And so you can see I did that, not know that. That's good Yeah, and uh, you can do it if you have like an iPhone. So like I had a client today that had like six or seven devices that she was signed into that she was unaware of. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a problem. And well, the, I mean, she, you know, well, it was an iPhone six and a seven, and blah, so uh-huh. it, all, it showed all these devices that had logged into the account over the t- period of her having it. And it's like, well, we should just get rid of these because they don't need to be floating around. Yeah, yeah. So you can do the same thing on on you know sessions for your phones too. But mm-hmm. you can go in there and see like, oh, there's a browser, and it'll try to do some geolocation. So it'll, so like most of mine say, oh, you're, uh, you know, uh. Mozilla Firefox browser in Aspen mm-hmm. or, you know, an iPhone. It'll kind of tell you what it was. And mm-hmm. so then if you see one that's set and sometimes they'll notify you and say, did you just try to log in from Guam? Yep. yep. And, you, and you go, no, I didn't. Yep. Got that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I was going to say, if uh, you want to call in, if your session code is, ex- is uh, expired, give us a call at 970-963-2976 and we'll help you with that. <laughs> um, so some of the other things, the I think the original use um, for cookies was uh, tracking people's online shopping habits, right? Right, because you yeah. can get information about because there you can get you what, can are, what are they looking for? Yeah, yeah, you can get some you can get at some of those cookies and figure out you know that oh you went to Amazon you know maybe Amazon leaves a, a cookie in there mm-hmm. or you know or a honey or just any of the other online yeah. Thing they they'll leave a little a little cookie mm-hmm. a little piece of information that hey I was here basically exactly and then the online advertisers can go oh he's these cookies represent X Y Z let's mm-hmm. send send them uh, ads for X Y Z yeah I always tell people that I'm like you know the main the main thing that cookies get used for is you ever notice you're, you're just browsing along. And all of a sudden, a Cabela's ad pops up in the side, you know? Because you read Cabela's, like, yes. Yeah, you were looking for waiters last week. Well, you must be still looking for waiters, and we yeah. got just the ones for you. Yeah, I'm always... Or, or Bass Pro Shops pops up and says, oh, looking for waiters, you know? Yeah. So everybody wants a piece of the action. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. So that's one of the... So we got the session codes. We've got the tracking of your sh- online shopping behaviors. Um, what other things, uh, do cookies do? There's a, there, there's a whole bunch, but I, I haven't looked into it mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there are plenty of other things, but one of the, uh, I guess one of the questions I wanted to address that customers ask me all the time is they're like, well, I'll walk in and they'll have a list and they're like, could, could you just disable cookies for me? And, um, so I, I, Definitely wanted to talk about that a little bit, and um, because the overwhelming—I mean, when's the last time you came across a website that doesn't use cookies? Um, seriously, <laughs> right? I'm—I'd have to go look. I don't—you know—you don't know. I mean, I'm trying to. Th- probably a lot of the websites that I that don't have logins. Mm-hmm. You know, they might not use cookies. So yeah, maybe some open source uh, pro yeah. things where they don't have logins. It's just like here's information. Yeah, they may not have cookies, but anytime you anything that has login information or mm-hmm. things that you can change or interact mm-hmm. with on the website, and that's, then that's not speci- That's not uh, what do you call it? Uh, that's that's not a rule that um, sites that don't have a login don't place cookies on your right. computer. That's not a yeah. rule. That's just yeah. There's no they don't need to exactly. So which would also mean that they don't have to. Mm-hmm. So maybe if the site at this point doesn't have a GDPR warning. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not sending. Maybe it's not leaving any cookies okay. on your computer. That's a good way to tell. Yeah. So I'm an I'm an adventure just to you know offhand to guess that eighty percent of the websites out there are dropping cookies on your computer. Yeah, yeah probably at least that's probably a, yeah. 
probably a, a moderate, modest uh, estimate. So if you go in and, and disable cookies on your computer, then you're basically heading into a life of answering prompts from websites that you're in. trying to go to that, well, I mean, most of them, I I see the prompt all the time. It's like uh, this, uh, this site uh, requires cookies and you don't have cookies enabled. And uh, so do you want to temporarily enable cookies? So you basically have to make a decision at that point. It's like, am I going to, is this important? You know, the site that I'm getting ready to go to and am I okay to have it drop cookies on my computer and then I'll go in and empty them, you know, when, when I'm done. Um, yep. Or do or, I want to go somewhere else? Or you, you can know? go into a private browsing session where the cookies are only kept for the session. Oh, there you go. That's, that's a really good, I, you know, I, yeah. I've, I've given people that opinion, that advice, but I kind of forgotten about that. So, yeah. Cause I mean, basically you just in, if you're in private browsing or what, whatever they're calling it uh, for your particular browser, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's basically a, a separate, you know, stock version of Firefox or Chrome or whatever mm-hmm. you're using. And those, that session code, any of the cookies, anything that accumulates on there work for the, and the, then the minute you close that secure you, yeah, the window, same, you close that window, that all gets deleted. It's that session's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And then you can, then you start over a new. Yep. So if you're one of our listeners who's concerned about cookies, whatever type they may be, um, that is one of the ways to work around it. So what, um, let's see, uh, Chrome calls it an incognito window, right? right. Um, does Firefox call, I think it, call it, it private in, browsing? In, in private or something, something like, like that? that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, all the different browsers have it. Um, and uh, yeah. I can't remember what Edge calls it uh, anymore, although it should just call it. It's probably the same as Chrome. Incognito. They change as much of the wording as they. Yeah, you're right. Could, you're right. You know? They do. So, well, it, what Matt and I are talking about is that uh, I think we touched on this a few months ago. But um, so the the Chrome browser, when it was originally developed, um, was it was developed by a bunch of uh, not for profit um, programmers, and the source code for Chrome uh, is basically available in a package called Chromium. And anybody who uh, wants to torture their brains by doing programming can download that source code and basically build their own version of the Chrome browser. And I think Microsoft got tired of (laughs) trying to warn people away from using Chrome. And they finally just went, okay, like, uncle, um, let's download the source code. Let's create our own chromium-based web browser. So um, if you're one of those people uh, that is asking the question, um, what's better, Chrome or Edge? The answer is neither. They're both the same. I mean, they're just different flavors. Yeah, you basically open up the hood and uh, underneath the hood, it's kind of like a Hyundai or a Kia, basically. You know, chances are when you open up the hood of a Hyundai or a Kia, um, you're going to probably find the same motor in a lot of them. So... Um, it's the same kind of deal. Uh, so the Edge, uh, if you're debating or not liking the Edge browser, um, don't sweat it. It's the same as Chrome. Uh, yeah. you, you can well, it even, just has Microsoft's tracking yeah. information instead of Google's. Yeah, exactly. So. So, so, But it still prompts you to log into your Google account. Does it? I'm I've, pretty sure I came I'll across that look. the other day. Yeah. I'll have to play with that one. So, yeah, they they want to they wanna make life as easy for you as possible. So. 
Uh, I was going to give the phone number again, but boy, we got maybe a minute, maybe two. If you got yep. a quickie, 970-963-2976, give us a call. And um, let's see, what are some other things that are popping in the news right now? Yeah, I was trying to remember remember the history. I was thinking of the the uh, the processor, the Blink browser engine, because it has an interesting kind of an interesting history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so um, remember. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, we didn't even get a chance to touch on this new Mac based uh, uh, ransomware. Have you heard about that at all? No, I have not. Yeah, well, it's a it's a common form of ransomware um, that has been now ported over to the Mac platform. And uh, it is the primary target um, for this particular threat is uh, large corporations because that's where the big money is. Uh-huh. Um, you know, what What these ransomware guys like to do is they inject something into a corporate environment that goes in and um, and basically encrypts all the files on the servers and the workstations, and uh, then requires some enormous amount of money. And the really sad thing is one of the targets. So, so this uh, malware is basically available. You can purchase it as a service. Excellent, isn't that great? Yeah. Yep. Malware as well, a service. We talked about that so, a couple years ago, but yeah. Yeah. Malware as a service is now a thing. Yeah. Exactly. And where did we go wrong? Why? Why? You know? Why didn't we get into this when it was hot, Matt? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Because so. we don't live in a non-extradition country. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, Well, you know what that music means, ladies and gentlemen. All right. You've been listening to Geeks Week on KDNK. I'm your host, Matt McBear from Roaring Fork Health Test. The math is easy. We'll be back on the 15th, right? Correct. All right. Great. In the meantime, don't touch your knob. Don't touch your knob.